Hi, I'm Ellie Kushner, and this is Dance Well Podcast. And today we're talking with Marissa Schaefer, who is my co-host and my co-creator of this podcast. And Marissa is also a personal trainer for dancers and non-dancers with a special interest on injury prevention. So we're going to talk to her about the work she does with dancers today. Um, the first thing, Marissa, is just why don't you introduce yourself and tell me about your journey in dance and how it led you to the work you're doing today. Absolutely. I started wanting to be a dancer when I was quite young. Uh, so I did a whole bunch of sleep boy camps and came to New York often. Um, and I ended up going to college at SUNY Purchase. Uh, and right before I graduated, I looked to a mentor of mine uh, to help me find a job that would allow me to use my body and my mind uh, and would also earn me a little bit of cash as I attempted to be a dancer in New York City. And uh, I fell upon personal training and I actually started at a corporate gym and started uh, again alongside uh, my dancing. And then uh, within a couple of years of being in the dance scene, I sustained a, a dance injury that actually ended up taking me out of uh, dancing at the level that I was performing. And uh, I started to realize at that time that that personal training uh, or working with weights and resistance bands and and even body weight as well uh, was actually a really excellent tool for um, increasing strength and technique and and maybe even making people better dancers and possibly keeping people uh, out of harm's way. And I thought, this is actually really an excellent career. Um, And I wanted to expand my knowledge a little bit more. So uh, I've been a personal trainer for uh, a little, almost seven years, I think. Uh, And I'm also pursuing my doctorate in physical therapy because I, I wanted to, as I said a second ago, expand my knowledge. So I'm working with dancers in New York City, and I've worked with dancers along the East Coast as well, from five years old <laughs> up until um, middle age and and beyond, uh, and it's been really rewarding. Great. Um, what kind of cross-training do you do with your dancers? Yeah, so um, when I do workshops, I'm just in studio, and we tend to do things with body weight and resistance bands that I bring in. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, I work in a gym. Um, so I'm sure many of you can imagine. I, I work with free weights and cable columns and also resistance bands and, and body weight. Um, and I work on different aspects of movement with my clients or my dancers, so in, including like in helping them to increase their range of motion, uh, increase the control of their movement, and also help them improve their strength and their conditioning levels. So as I also mentioned before, I work with body weights and weights and bands, um, and I work on basic lifts like squats and deadlifts and single leg work that will make you stronger and more coordinated. And then I also work on uh, on a kind of smaller level on fixing imbalances um, to make joints move better so you can get more motion and strength and control. And then I also work, um, I also do super tailored work to each individual um, to help them work on specific technical difficulties um, and, and control um, elements as well. Um, and just to clarify for those who aren't familiar, when we talk about body weight, we're thinking mm-hmm. of things like push-ups or those terrible, horrible burpees that people loathe. Um, anything that's just you, your body, 
in space with gravity. Yes, yeah. correct. No additional equipment. Yeah. Except maybe, you know, sometimes I do step downs or, or, you know, to work on lower extremity control, your leg control, and we use a step that they step on, but they're not lifting that. So yes, you're correct. Okay. Um, what does a typical session look like? Um, so typically we work for an hour and we start with a little bit of foam rolling, which a lot of dancers are, are kind of into right now. And then we usually spend about 10 minutes of dynamic warm up. So I use that time to get certain muscle groups activated. They tend to be simpler exercises, really tailored to um, what the um, broader theme of the workout will be um, or that specific individual's weaknesses or areas of improvement. Um, and then from there, we go on to 45 minutes of either conditioning, which is essentially getting like a, a good base for training. And then, and then also we can move into strength training as well, which is a little heavier. And we tend to do exercises and then rest <laughs> for, for periods of time. Um, so I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but um, my sessions um, are not super crazy intense because we already do that a lot in studio. And so I think a lot of the times less is more. Um, and so we, we do very focused, intentional work. Great. Um, how is resistance training beneficial to dancers? And can you give us maybe some specifics? Yeah. So resistance training can be beneficial for dancers for many reasons. So first, we can improve a dancer's muscular conditioning. Muscular conditioning consists of multiple elements, including increasing muscular endurance, strength, and power. Uh, when we increase muscular endurance, we work on mus a muscle's ability to withstand continuous work. So improving this endurance will ensure that a dancer can make it through a variation, for example, without becoming fatigued. We can also increase their strength, and doing this will help dancers control movements or balance better, which will make them better technicians. And it'll also help them perform um, better partnering lifts, etc. And additionally, we can increase a muscle's power output, which will help with jumping. So another element we can work on is neuromuscular control, and that means we can help dancers develop healthier movement patterns, which will make them better technicians and hopefully decrease their risk for injury. So an example of building better neuromuscular control is getting them to move with better alignment in, let's say, a single leg plie. Uh, we can work the movement to make sure that the correct muscles are activated and that they keep their hips even with their knee uh, aligned over their second toe. And lastly, with personal training, we can help a dancer increase their range of motion and their mobility. So we can help them get more motion at certain joints, say to increase their developé height, and we can strengthen the correct muscles so that they have the ability to control their developé. I think of things, when I think about resistance training for dancers, things like, we well, talked about jumping, mm -hmm. and not just the up phase, but like the jump landing. That's, like that's a really high risk time. So I think mm -hmm. of resistance training as like, being really good at the whole chain, mm -hmm. you know, that PT can help you with the foot exercise and hopefully tie it all together. I think of personal training being especially good at saying foot, quads, <laughs> glutes. Yes. You know, <laughs> kind of getting all those things coordinated and functioning or like extension, like extension isn't just about flexibility dancers. Mm -mm. It's also about the strength to lift your own leg. Yeah. So things like that. Does that sound? Oh, that's that's straight on. And and doing a leap and or a grand battement and being able to control the last 10 degrees that you can get passively or 
or without your muscles working. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the same kind of control you're going to need when you're landing a jump to the eccentric muscle control. Great. Um, okay. Here's something that I think a lot of dancers want to know. Does lifting weights make you bulky? No. (laughs) I mean, it can, but you really have to try hard. Um, You have to like essentially live in the gym um, and do a lot more than, than I think is appropriate for a dancer given their load. Special diets, supplements. Special diets, supplements, exactly. Um, And you also have to be genetically blessed um, in that arena. So you you can't necessarily force yourself to look like something you're not uh, meant to be. Um, I mean, you might see over time and with dedication, a little more definition, but, but that won't translate into looking bulky. The actual mass of muscle won't get, won't double in size. It will not double in size. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of along those lines, I think another maybe, uh, misnomer, about your field is this phrase no pain no gain yeah is that true no Mm -hmm. i mean okay so i think we need to talk about doms which is uh delayed onset muscle soreness and that is something that can be expected with with certain types of training um so delayed onset muscle soreness is that kind of soreness you get um for dancers uh i like to say you've been on break for two weeks and you come back and you start learning a new rep and it has a ton of plies and you wake up the next morning and your quads are like super stiff feeling. Um, That's delayed onset muscle soreness. That's basically your muscles attempting to catch up and repair themselves from the work that you did, let's say the day prior. And that can last uh, about 48 hours. If it lasts more than that, then I think we did way too much work. Um, But but other than that, it should go away. Um, If... Um, if you have pain that lasts longer than that or doesn't feel like that that kind of new repertory feel, um, I'm concerned. <laughs> if you have pain that makes you move a different way um, and, and change your movement to get the same kind of end goal like a develope, I'm also concerned. Um, but then, you know, a- another thing that I want to mention is you also don't have to have DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness in order for your training session to be efficient or not efficient to have been effective. Um, you can be working a system like your your nervous system, which controls the movement of your body, um, which is not going to re- necessarily cause DOMS, but you perhaps will, your body will be a little bit smarter in the way that you move. And I think, um, as I said earlier, less can be more mm-hmm. or a lot of dancers need help with their cardio endurance yeah and so you can give your heart a really good workout mm-hmm. and not necessarily feel sore the next day totally it doesn't mean you didn't do anything correct so yeah that's good to, that's good to hear mm-hmm. um what's the best time to cross train is there an ideal time either in the day or in the season? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with in the season. I um, definitely am a proponent if you're going to start cross training that maybe you should do it when you are not in season uh, because most likely you will experience some kind of DOMS if it's something new, uh, delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh, and and also um, if you're going to really dedicate yourself to cross training and, and kind of ramp up intensity, it's good to do that when dance intensity is low. Uh, and then as you start into your in-season or a more rigorous dance period, depending on what 
you know, what kind of dance you're doing if you're in a company or perhaps going, just going into a show, um, I would continue the cross training if it's working for you, which if you have a good instructor, it should, um, dial it down so that you don't overwork yourself. So maybe instead of doing um, three or four sessions a week, you drop down to one or two. Um, and then if you're in really a really hard dance period uh, and you're having trouble recovering, then I might just cut it out in general until that period is over because the most important thing is that you remain healthy enough to keep dancing. Um, so cross training can be good, but sometimes you need to give yourself a rest. Uh, also, in terms of time of day, um, it really depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the individual. I have had people use kind of a cross-training warm-up, which, you know, consists of resistance bands like TheraBands and body weight, um, and they can use that for like 5 to 20 minutes before dance class. Um, or if you have four hours of break between rehearsal, you can go in for a full hour or 30 minutes or 90 minutes, you know, whatever suits your fancy um, session. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, That covers all of my questions. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or say anything about your job? Yeah, well, I love my job. (laughs) Um, And I really think, you know, I I see a lot of people be hesitant about starting cross-training or weight training, doing the kind of stuff that I practice. Um, And I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to, to try. Uh, cross training and to try weightlifting and um, and you know give it a, a six to eight week period and see what it can give to your dancing because I think that there's a lot of benefit. Great, mm-hmm. six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Okay. Yes. That's our commitment window. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Great. This has been really helpful. Thank you so much, Marissa. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to Dance Well. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Take care. On behalf of Marissa and myself, Ellie Kushner, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dancewell Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud and search Dancewell Podcast to subscribe. We'll be releasing bi-monthly episodes with an emphasis on exploring 360 degrees of health and wellness for dancers. Have questions or want to get in touch? Email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.